Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is a Rooster Teeth production. Did you know that RTTV is brought to you by ExpressVPN? You can protect your online privacy and keep your information private and safe and secure all for yourself. You know how? Go to expressvpn.com slash RTTV to find out how. <laughs> hey everyone, <laughs> welcome to the Rasheed Podcast. I'm Gus. I pressed the wrong button. I'm Gavin. I'm Brian, a writer for Inside Gaming, <laughs> Rooster Teeth's far, uh, most popular channel by far. John. I'm Gus. Hey, I've, I've, uh, uh, were, 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 you, were you trying to promote a, a little bit of <laughs> there? No, I was trying to do it. I, was, I had to cough. I inhaled some spit and my uh, uh, mute, like, cough button it's right and, next the, to and the bleep button are right there. But I, I bleeped uh, my cough instead. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't know so about yours. My cough was say, huge. The bleep one is small. In an uh, attempt to I've be quiet, the... you made noise. Exactly, yeah. And a way more intrusive noise than me just <laughs> coughing, probably. Oh, I've got the God. I've got the mini one, Gus, so they're both oh. the same size. The mass the 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 one I have is fucking massive. It's huge. It's almost it's as big too as big. my keyboard over there. It's too big. Um hey, Welcome, Brian. Your first time on the podcast. Like you said, yeah. uh, you're a writer. You work over on uh, Inside Gaming stuff. Happy you could join us. I can't believe we'd never had you on before. It was like, right before I, I slacked you to ask if you wanted to be on the podcast, was it a week or two ago, whenever it was, uh, Eric was like, hey, we should have Brian on the podcast. I was like, that's a great idea. Why have I never thought of that before? And then Eric replied, I'm not sure if you're being sarcastic or not right <laughs> now. Well, I've been at the company for four years, so maybe I needed to pay some dues. And now you're like, this kid's ready for the big time. And by kid, I mean a 44-year-old man. Yeah. Uh, a, a fellow old person. That's right. Um, before we, Look at uh, this we... child Gavin hanging out with his old dudes. This child. <laughs> before we, uh, we get too now. far into the podcast, uh, I do want to remind everyone Extra Life is this weekend. Well, actually, it's going on right now. Uh, yeah. our, our stream, our 12 hour stream is going to be, uh, this weekend on the 14th, but, uh, you can, you can donate money now. Our merch is up there. Uh, if you go to I got the posters. show us that poster, John, is this the dusk one? Who's the dusk one? you a dusky I boy. Got, I got dusky boy. I got this one. I got, I, I got the day. I, I got the daytime one. Oh, dusk. dusk. What's this? Uh, is that some suicide like... squad thing? That's like really <laughs> cool looking. The paintball wall. 
Okay. Oh, is there like a glow in the dark one or some sort of special one yeah. that people are going on about? That'll be a limited uh, run, supply run one uh, that there'll only be a certain number of them. So uh, if you really want the uh, glow in the dark one, you got to be you got to be fast. I guess that's why Jack in a our achievement hunter Slack was like, let us know if you want any posters or shirts, anything except the glow in the dark one. <laughs> and then I was like. Yeah. Oh, the well, that's the one you want. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. You've also got mugs. You can see I got a mug right here. That's extra light. Oh, nice. It's got a little uh, something on the other side. It's oh, the moon ball. Awesome. And uh, it's the moon ball. Uh, yeah. Well, I was just saying a little something. You're right. I should describe it for the uh, audio listeners. You sounded like you didn't know what a moon ball was. <laughs> I know what a fucking. How, I've been hitting the nuts with a moon ball. How would I not I'm know just, what a moon ball is? I'm just saying you sounded like it. And I got the shirt, and also there's a, a hoodie as well. Gus, what is a moon ball? What is a moon ball? Uh, it's like a polyhedral ball. That's the way I would describe it. <laughs> Someone went to college. I went. I went to college for a year. <laughs> nice. Then I decided eh, to hell with that. Wait, a, Gavin, do you weird, have a degree? You don't have a degree. It was a weird time. No, God no. Look, no. Look at the state of me. Brian, do you have a degree? Yeah, in journalism, so not really. But yes. Yeah, we wasted yeah. years of our life, me and Brian. baby. <laughs> well, at least you're, you're in that field. At least we're actually both that... using our degrees. I have yeah, an arts yeah. degree. Yeah, I write about the news. Yeah, I mean, mostly um, I... it's from other sites, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mostly make thumbnails now. <laughs> I use communication every day, but I have no degree in it. I'm just a, a really fan, a really big fan of communicating, uh, over communicating, really, if possible. Um, shit, I was gonna, oh yeah, it was a weird time when I was in school. Like the internet was really taking off. Uh, when I dropped out in '97, so I was because like, because of the internet, right? I was like, I can either finish getting my degree and be done in the year 2000, or I can drop out now and try to do something on the internet while it's still like kind of the wild mm. west so it's like i decided to uh drop out and try to pursue doing something on the internet because i felt like at the time the real estate like it was going away quickly like you had to jump in right early right. otherwise yeah. uh you weren't gonna have you know as much of a chance you weren't you were gonna lose that head start so, so what did you get done between the dropping out and the start of rooster uh worked at a call center then worked <laughs> it but like boring stuff D made three different websites four different websites that were all either extremely unpopular or just mildly <laughs> unpopular. Uh, then we made this one. Mildly I was unpopular the... being like, you, it's the people are there, but I can't, I can't like completely abandon yeah. it because it's like the we've, few... we've, we've, we've got like 3,000 people who enjoy, <laughs> who read this. Like, that's not bad, you know? I, I was the same way, like early days of the internet, but instead of like starting a highly successful company, I just became a frequent Usenet poster mm -hmm. on alt.binaries.pictures.erotica, but that <laughs> not very lucrative, not a lot of money in that. There were, no. there was a lot of porn, but yeah, it must've been an interesting time to be at the start of the internet because I feel like if I was there for that time, I'd be like, there's so much money to be made here. How? Like... What, yeah. Where do I put all the effort? What what, what yeah. are we supposed to be doing? Yes. Yes. You could you could uh you could tell you were on the beginning of something big, but you could also tell that you were too stupid to know <laughs> what to do about it at all. And like I, I knew a lot of hackers and it seemed like the Wild West, like they could just break into things and like I old people didn't know how to deal with the internet yet. It was great. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why. That's honestly, that's why I moved to Austin. I was like, I know there's money to be made here, but yeah. I need to find other people who know how to actually make the money so we can yeah. figure this out. And I need to like, say me too to this. Right. Yeah. It's like I'm not going to figure this out on my own. I need to find a couple other people, and hopefully together, collectively, we can uh, we can put our brains together and figure something out. I'm just imagining you walking into like an internet cafe and sitting down and just being like. Hey, what's everyone? <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny you say that. When I first moved to Austin, I would frequently go to Austin Books and Comics, trying to find other like internet nerds. To, uh, to, well, uh, someone talked to me, and they were literally all thinking the same thing, and no one would interact with each other. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty early, much. Early days of the internet at school, we would just try to guess who might have a website. So you would just put in something.com and wonder if there's a website there like that was an actual recreational activity it's like i wonder if mcdonald's has a website mcdonald's.com oh my god they have a website <laughs> that was like what we did in class oh, yeah. remember when sony had a billboard and it just said sony.com and we're like oh my god this is the future <laughs> holy crap they have a website I, that was like I, 1995 i think i figured out how to download porn from the internet thanks to newsweek um I forget what year it was, like in 95, 94, 95, Newsweek ran an article about the internet and how it was going to be huge, but how there was also the CD underside because people were, were yeah. posting porn on it. Yep. And I was like, yep. I never thought to look for that. It's like, yep. I, I, they had like a screenshot of like Netscape loading a Playboy website. I was like, okay. Like I, I went to my computer and tried to load like that same website. I was like, there's porn on here. I never thought about that. I was like, thanks, Newsweek. You fucking derailed me derailed my internet ambitions for a good six months do you remember <laughs> i was gonna go say ahead. i remember the first porn website i went to i remember the url still what was it um amateurmodels.com which sounds like it should be a models website it's not it was just porn <laughs> we had to we had to go to like the computer lab at, at ut the smf because like i didn't have my own computer so you would go and you just have to get in line and log into one and one of the first things i remember somebody uh, seeing is someone and there was just two pairs of boobs on the screen and i was like oh there's there's something to this Wait, there were two there were, two, there were four boobs on the screen yes he had two oh, okay. separate windows open got it and my uh <laughs> Can we swear on this podcast? Oh, absolutely. It... Well, yeah, okay. This podcast is 90% swearing. Remember when the remember the early days when there was like a gold rush to register like domain names like yeah. pizza.com and stuff? I had a buddy who was convinced he was going to be rich because he had registered fucks.net. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go there now. Hold on. Yeah. I don't think anything's there, but he was he knew he was just sitting on a fucking gold mine. Oh no, there's something there. Oh, Maybe yeah? he, saw, he must have sold it. It's it's not its own side. It redirects to another yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can see it in my, ref, my the reflection of my glasses, can't you? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was uh, that was a wild time. The the first web browser. This is the old man internet portion of the podcast. The first web browser I used was not a graphical web browser. It was a text based web browser yes. called Link. Yes. So it's like I would read the text description of images and be like. Is that one I want to download or not? You're like, yeah, sure, we'll give it a shot. <laughs> Do I want to invest this next 30 minutes right. of tying up my phone line for this? Because each minute, like you would I could download 10 was it 10? It was 10 kilobytes a minute. So if it was like a JPEG that was like 60 kilobytes, it was six minutes of download time. So you'd be like 10 hmm. kilobytes a minute. 
It's so fucking slow. I, I wonder how long it would have taken you to download Modern Warfare. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking game. Between that and Apex on my computer, that's like half my hard drive. Just those two fucking games. It's unfortunate with the new generation of consoles that, like, when there's a huge leap in the speed of a storage medium, it, the capacity always goes back down. Like, like hard drives to SSDs, you know, large SSDs are obscenely expensive. And I guess this new type of storage, the model, the Series S has only like half terabyte or something, which is only like 300 and something gigs. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's interesting because yeah. the games are smaller though. They claim they're going to be 30% smaller because they don't have, the, smaller, they don't need yeah. the 4K texture packs. Yeah. Right. Even so it's though like, it's a they output, they do output 4K in the dashboard. Like you can set a 4K resolution, but the games don't play in 4K. Is it just like a... I think it's upscaled. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's a 1080p machine. I, I don't... The, the, the S is, is not 4K, I don't think, for most of. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, the, the S's sole reason is to make the PS5 cheaper. That's the only reason they made it, right? I mean... <laughs> oh, to like drive down the price, do you think? Right. Wait, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's That's it's. I, I don't have an S, so I can't speak to it. But it seems like it's a great machine. Like, if you don't have a 4K television, if you don't want to pay for 4K gaming, if you're playing on an HD 1080p TV, why not buy I, an S, I was going right? to say, yeah. It's like, if you don't have yeah. 4K and not a lot of people... I mean, it's not super widely adopted. It's the ultimate console. Because it's cheap and you've got all that backwards compatibility. I think it's mm -hmm. I think it's a great little thing. Yeah. I didn't about really understand it at first. Yeah, the, the, the white one. That's a kid's game room machine. That mm -hmm. You put that on there, you get them Game Pass, you're done. You don't have to parent them anymore. <laughs> John, you can back me up on this. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what you do. <laughs> mine, play the Switch, I, mine play the Switch so much I had to get another one. because they. What, just, what do they play? They, they colonize. Uh, a lot of Minecraft, a lot of uh, Mario Roblox. Maker 2, a lot of... Uh, they're really into Rocket League. Uh, mm. So we we play Smash with each other. A lot of the multiplayer Nintendo games we play have, together. There. Have you been training them in Mario Kart? Uh, yes, I don't let them win ever. Like I never <laughs> let them because I feel like once they finally do win and they will surpass me, but they're not old enough yet. But I want it to mean something. So yeah, I'm I'm old school in that way. <laughs> uh, people in chat are saying the S is 1440p. Oh, sorry. Okay. So thank you. Uh, who is this? This is Shadow Player ninety seven. Oh, and James Davis. I feel and like two a.m. Console resolutions fluctuate all over the place, though. Like without you even really noticing. Oh right. A lot of the in time. the game, you mean? Yeah, like areas of, I guess where the frame rate would drop, they can just slightly decrease the resolution a, a few hundred pixels, and yeah, it just happens on the fly. But yeah, you if you really... want to know like the technical details, you go to like Digital Foundry and see like <laughs> their their analysis of a game is like. Man, people way smarter than me are looking at this right now. Like, I'm just going to fast forward to the end where they tell me what to think. Yeah, those guys definitely have degrees in something. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, if I was... I'm trying to think of, like, my setup here that I use for work. I'd probably put an S, a Series S here, because we don't capture or stream in 4K. Yep. Mm. So that'd probably be the choice for recording videos. Yep. I know we don't capture in 4K, but... It still bothers me. I have a 4K monitor, so I still play all my games in 4K, but then on the capture side, I downscale it to 1080. Which, I, I ran into a stupid problem the other day. And uh, we uploaded, what did we upload? We uploaded a Phasmophobia gameplay video. It was a hard mode where we had to play Phasmophobia, but we only had one flashlight we all had to share amongst us. 
and my my frame rate ended up looking like garbage. It was like 10 frames a second. And it's because I had I'd installed a new monitor. My new monitor can do like 140 frames a second, but my capture was 30 frames a second. So since they didn't line up, the capture, it played fine for me, but then the captured video looked like ass. I've been having where an issue where, because um, my graphics cards here, they don't have HDMI, so I'm, I think it's the DVI to HDMI process breaks something. But if some games, if I play in full screen, are locked at 20 FPS. If I Jeez. if I play in windowed and you know like almost full screen, then it's you know 165 frames a second or whatever. I've experienced that before. I don't know, don't know what's causing that right now, but it's new. It just started happening in the last like six weeks, maybe. Weird. I don't know. It's all it's all stupid. It's it's, it's like it's all a pain in the ass. Like everything works, and then all of a sudden it doesn't. And you're like, Fuck, <laughs> what happened? Yeah, I mean, I was I was bitching right before we went live. I was bitching to John that. Another issue I was having was my phasmophobia now, for some reason, uh, whenever I'm trying to capture it, it just starts flickering like it's not a solid signal. And I just just before we went live, I realized this problem started when I started playing the beta. So now I've got to after we're done here, I got to see if I play normal phasmophobia, if I'm having the same problem or not, if it's related to the beta or if it's so or if there's something fucked up because I've already changed. All my HDMI cables. I've already taken my capture card out and reseeded it. I've already uh, tried to reroute every fucking cable, every bit of mess under this table. Right. But no, it might just be that I selected the beta. It might be just a dumb software thing. Well, well surely. Go ahead, Brian. And also, you're playing a game made by one guy who, who like, <laughs> yeah. is trying to fix all these bugs. Like, we don't even know his real name. He's, like, one of these hentai developer dudes <laughs> who just goes by D-Niter. And, like, he just I, – I, I read an interview with him last week. He thought maximum there would be 500 people on the server playing, and then it would drop off after launch day. And so now he's like, yeah, uh, I'm going to have to keep it in early access and fix all these bugs because I had no idea this would be – any kind of hit. Listen, if, if you're going, if I'm going to be honest, if I'm that dude, I remain as anonymous as long as possible. Oh right? yeah, you don't want your family coming after you, you know, with with requests for money. I mean, no, <laughs> be be nighter forever, like those people who win the lottery and stay anonymous. Yeah, yeah, that guy's got. Yeah, that's a uh, that's that's the way to do it. <laughs> why why do people? Why isn't the lottery wins anonymous by default? Like, why would people want to come out and be like, I got it, I got all the money. Why would they do that? <laughs> yeah, come get me, exes. Uh, I think in some states you can't be anonymous, but in some states you. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I don't know why. For mm -hmm. privacy protection, it should, you should just be able to disappear. Right, keep, remain anonymous. Like I'm sure you've probably seen photos online of like people who go to collect their lottery winnings and they're wearing masks or bags <laughs> over their head. Yeah. <laughs> so that they, 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 when they're photographed receiving the money, you can't actually see who it is. I would be like Kaiser Soze at the end of Usual Suspects. Yeah, like you're gone. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you for making that millennial reference. Our audience will get Brian. Uh, um, I got more. Yeah, Phoenix Brian, on, on Twitter this morning, Brian was referencing the uh, hostages held in Iran being released after Carter lost the presidential election. I was like, "That's going to be hip with the kids." That's a that's a quality tweet. Right well, there. they came out they came out with a cure for COVID today, right after the election. It just felt like Iran being like, "All right, cool, cool." Reagan got elected. Yep, you can have the hostages back now. There's something going on. I'm just saying. <laughs> Brian. Brian, Brian, they Brian. cured COVID like they cured AIDS and just didn't tell anybody about it. And just like, oh, yeah, they, they cured AIDS now. Please like, don't it, say things like they cured COVID out loud on a podcast. <laughs> they got there a are vaccine. Gonna be, 
They don't have a vaccine. Stop saying shit it's, like that. They're still developing. Well, all right, all right. It's in the final phases of approval. It's They do yeah, have a vaccine. It's, it's just not approved. It's finished. Yes, right. it's finished. It, like, right. you might hate Big Pharma, but, like, this is where Big Pharma, they, I feel like, can really pay No, I obviously here. want Big Pharma to come through. Like, fucking do this. But don't be saying what? things like I, I will, they I have if they cured COVID. If they it, didn't cure COVID, you crazy if, motherfucker. If it makes you feel any better. Like they care more than anything in the world, more than human life, they care about money. Right. And yeah. The right. statement they made was that they could manufacture between 15 and 20 million doses of the vaccine by the end of the year. They would not say that if they weren't positive they could do it, because right. if they fail to manufacture that many doses by the end of the year, their stock tank or their stock tanks. So it's like they have to be pretty confident that they're going to get approval and make that many doses, because if they make 14,999,000 doses, their stock's going to lose 10%. Dude, right. 90% is really high. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the equivalent of the measles vaccine, they said. Yeah. But I feel like Big Pharma is like basically your big brother when you got beaten up at school and they're like, oh, hell no, only I can do that. That's what they're, <laughs> and they're coming in and they're just beating you're, some ass now. You can't die. I'm going to bankrupt you. <laughs> right. No, you haven't paid me enough yet to die. Uh, before we get too far away from phasmophobia, <laughs> Phoenix Fury in chat did remind me of a moment from that phasmophobia let's play that I forgot, which was you and Chris inside the school hearing a noise and thinking that a ghost was typing on a <laughs> typewriter somewhere in the school. But the truth was, I had gone AFK to go deal with my kids, and you guys went ahead and started the game. And I came back and was standing outside the school with the lighter in the game, and I was just flicking it on and off, on and off, on and off. And you guys, and I can hear you guys going, "Show us the sign." Is that is that the ghost? Is that, and you guys, you guys are trying to figure the. And so I'm just there's capture of me just like losing it as I'm just clicking it's, the thing on it's and It's hilarious because I thought it was a new feature they patched into the game. I thought, oh, now ghosts can type. Like the phone's ringing sometimes. Maybe there's a typewriter and a ghost is typing. That sounds like something spooky that would be in the game. But it was John with a lighter just making it like making that noise, making us think that the, there was a ghost typing. And it's not like you were like... going to find me doing it because no one had a fucking flashlight because that's the mode we were playing. I finally played that game. It's way more scary to play than it is to watch. It's scary. For some reason. It's, I've ne I feel like some games are pretty scary to watch. That one to me is just like, I guess it's okay. But playing it is like a different thing altogether for some reason. It's a... Uh... Well, because you hear it. Like it's in your... I mean... You hear, and it's yeah. you moving around. I mean, I guess when you're watching someone play, you're hearing it too, but you're also yeah, hearing your voice. Yeah, I guess that link to you. It's also the the tunnel vision effect that happens when you're limited in your view of stuff that can really ramp things up. Uh, but I, I was playing, I was playing Phasma with uh, Carrie, and then Brian Lee, who used to work in animation, and then uh, Bria Lay, who's a Twitch streamer. And we discovered a mini game inside of it that we found that we loved, which is we just played hide and seek in the game where one person was the seeker and the other three would immediately go in the house and would just find spots in the house and hide all the while the game is playing. And if you're on professional, it immediately can start hunting you. And so we would just be sitting there waiting for the hide or the seeker to find us. But sometimes the ghost would find us and kill us right <laughs> in the middle of our game. Oh, that, Man, game's, I, that game's so good. This episode of the Receipt Podcast is brought to you by Keeps. 
Your hair is part of your personality, everything from the way you part it just right to the product that gives you that great hold that you're looking for. And when, you know, we get into our 20s or 30s, we start noticing the first signs of hair loss. Definitely feels like panic because let's face it, no guy's ever ready to go bald. Uh, thankfully now there's keeps the easy, simple way to keep your hair. You know, two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35. Everyone's got that friend or uncle who's gone through it. And the best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. Uh, you used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit the doctor online, get hair loss medication delivered right to your home. Uh, they make it easy and deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to pharmacy checkout lines and awkward doctor visits. Uh, the best part is Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. Uh, you may have tried them before, but probably never for this price. Keeps treatments typically take between four to six months to see results, so it's important to act fast because the sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. So see for yourself why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors, and more than 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps treatment starts at just 10 bucks a month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month for free. Uh, so if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com rooster to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot slash rooster. I'm excited about Assassin's Creed game. That comes out tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, it's been installed for a couple of weeks now on my Xbox. I'm just staring at it, waiting for it to become a game that I can use. It's like all the ones and zeros, except it's like it's missing the last <laughs> one. Like, is it a one or a zero? I don't know. Then like on day of, it downloads the last little uh, number to make your, your number complete so you can play a game. Is it impossible to just edit... I guess like hack it so that you can play games early. Is there? Is it like super difficult to do on Xbox? Do you think? Well, considering you don't hear about people doing it, I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm not, I'm not in the modding scene, so I don't know how possible that is. But it isn't. It's insane to me that you can basically give everyone your game and then lock them out of it successfully. To me, that seems. Well, I think there's still a like risk. a last little bit you have to download on day of launch. Like normally when it's ready to launch, you yeah. download like another 30 megabytes or something, which Got sounds it. tiny, but that's sizable, you know? Yeah, it's like if you open a JPEG in Notepad and just like mess with it a little bit <laughs> and then save it again. It's like it doesn't work as a picture anymore. <laughs> Going back to our earlier discussion about Teenage Gus <laughs> downloading porn. You put a lowercase <laughs> b in there. Sometimes, I, sometimes I the downloads would corrupt gone. and it would open up like that and I'd be like... I know there's there's a correct sequence to make this into boobs. If I yeah. just figure out what it is, it'll work. Like watching Scrambled Cinemax on Saturday night. Yeah. I know I, you know about that, Gus. Come oh, on. yeah, absolutely. Totally. Yeah. I did that once to avoid uh, or to get away with not doing some homework at school. <laughs> My teacher, was who was a knobhead, I, I just opened a JPEG of his face in Notepad and then pasted that into the Word document that was supposed to be my homework. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and then he was like, yeah, I couldn't open your, uh, couldn't open your thing. And I was like, oh, I don't know what happened. It was like all just like garbled text from the picture of his face. And he didn't even realize. He was looking yeah, at his I, own face. He was looking at his own face in text form. And I was like, oh man, yeah, I guess I'll give it to you tomorrow. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a tactic that worked back in the day. Oh, I have to tell you, you just made me remember something that happened with something uh, one of my kids' teachers did this week. Uh, which if chat's keeping track, yeah, we're now finally talking about dad stuff. So if you really want to mark off your bingo card of all these old guys talking about certain things, we're going to talk about dad things for two Hell seconds. Yeah. No. So they're on Zoom calls now because they're doing remote learning, everything like that. And so at every, they have Zoom calls today, but the, my eldest, she has a final call 2.30 in the afternoon 
All of her class meets, they say goodbye for the day, and then they go. She does her call, and then later that day, we get an email from her teacher emailing her, telling her she doesn't appreciate her leaving the Zoom call early. The stuff they go over in this last little Zoom is very important, and she gathers all of this stuff for them to do or, or, or go over, and then she can't do that. And I go over to my kid. I'm like, you went to that Zoom call, right? And she's like, yeah, because I like I saw her on. I was like, did you leave early? And she's like, no. And mind you, my kid is a fat little liar that constantly is trying <laughs> to get past me. But I did everything I normally have to do to get her to tell me, like, you know, the truth. And it got to the end. I was like, I think my kid's actually telling the truth on this yeah, one. Yeah. So, so the next day, I tell her, like, you need to ask your teacher why she sent that message. And so she originally asked her teacher if, like, you know, she's like, hey, did you say I left class early? Because I didn't. And her teacher was like, just responds, goes, yeah, yeah, you didn't leave early. So my kid tells me that. I'm like, no, ask her why she sent that message then. Turns out her teacher sent that to all the kids because some kids left early. She didn't know who, oh so she was just trying to see. She was trying to fish oh. for who did it. Have you that's gotten busted? <laughs> I'm just saying it's a shitty move. Don't that's, do that. that. That's pretty shitty. Have you gotten busted yelling at your kids when they're on a Zoom call yet for school? <laughs> no, it's my nightmare because <laughs> between because oh, you know I we have. all have like. We all have like stern moments with our kids or frustrating yeah. oh, moments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just FYI, if you think that every parent is always just sweet with their kid or patient, you're full of shit. We all get upset at our kids and that's just how it works. Uh, but between this whole setup and then I have one kid in one room who's constantly on Zooms with her class. And then they have the other one in, in like the kitchen area so she can have some privacy because I have a tiny yep. little apartment. So my entire house is just streaming to somewhere at all times. Yeah. So I'm just constantly worried about hot mics and live cameras and everything like that for yep. everything. Yeah, I got busted like running in like, who left the bathroom towels in the, on the floor? <laughs> without and then i was like oh and he they're like pointing like i'm on a call like all right we're, we're gonna talk about this later but it's like that scottish woman busting Seriously. in and yelling at her kids for yes. not flushing the shit away yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, they do that all the time they are disgusting yeah that scottish lady was right on the money mine mine finished too at like yeah it's crazy how early they finish because mine finished one time at like 2 30 and they're like what do i do now and I'm like, I don't know, go do it. So we have a rule, like you got to do an hour of exercise before you're just a piece of shit in front of the TV. But still yeah. like an hour of exercise a day, that's more than I get. So you know. <laughs> have them exercise a little extra for you. Be like, you can do an extra five minutes for me. It'll add up. <laughs> Put a little for daddy's heart on there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah the other exercise day is important for my brain. I've discovered. Yeah. The other it's day, it releases I, I, I chemicals. Felt, I felt like. I forget what day it was. It might have been Saturday or Sunday. I don't remember. One of the one of the days this weekend, I was so sedentary that my legs started hurting. I was like, "Oh man, I I need, I need to get up. Like I need to walk around <laughs> yeah. a bit." Like this, this whole last week, like I was just glued to 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 news, right? With all uh, waiting on the election coverage, I was staying right. up super late every night. You know, waking up super early every day, trying to see if there's any news. Like I'd come and I'd work for a bit, then just immediately news. Uh, so it's like I think it all caught up to me with this past week, and I was like, so I started just standing up and like pacing around, like doing laps in my house just to try to like to avoid the atrophy, right? Get keep some uh, level of activity going. Yeah, and once you hit a certain age, you're like, am I gonna lose this leg? Like, is this is this it for that? Well, okay, I can still play video games. It's gonna be okay, but I don't want to just hobble around like Long John Silver or something. I, I had that with my leg. left ankle last week. I guess I've yeah. been sitting on it a bit, and it got sore for like two days. I was like. 
is my le- am ankle always going to hurt or is this yes. just like a temporary yeah. thing now? <laughs> That's what I did. Yeah, worst case scenario immediately. You just like is this is this the norm? <laughs> I've got a new pain and that's for life. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Or it's fake, you know, it's probably cancer. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that what your brain goes to with with any new issue? Mine mine did that in my twenties, so it only got worse, like right now. Yeah. Yeah. When oh. I had I had bursitis a couple of years ago and like that day like it it caused like a little burst of sack in my elbow, like burst, and it made my elbow swell to like the size yeah, of yeah. Uh, a potato. And uh that day, like it started my elbow started hurting that day, and my first thought was I have elbow cancer or something. I think I even tweeted like, "That's it, my elbow hurts." I think I have elbow cancer. Yep. And then, like throughout run. the course of the day, it just like inflated to the size of a potato. I was like, "Oh no, that's precise." I really, I really like that you compared it to the size of a, a potato, a vegetable that could be any size whatsoever. That's <laughs> not like standard. Are like, oh, we talking about a new potato, potato, a sweet potato? Oh, okay, okay. All right. yeah. Could have been a new point. potato. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, no, I had no. a cat. I had a cat bite my hand one time, and like the fang went through it. You can't really see it on camera, but there's like a little hole in my hand. Oh, oh I, I see it. Swelled, yeah, it swelled up like a boxing glove. <clears throat> it was the most painful. Like a cat bite is the like I had to get on like serious antibiotics <clears throat> because they were like, oh no, you like we really need to 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 fix this or you might die. Yeah, <laughs> so, I had the same thing exactly with the cat bite, where it's like my. My thumb just started to die. Like all of yeah, the skin yeah. was just dying off. And I was yeah. like, is this like some sort of necro, like derm? It was like a massive issue for ages and eventually yeah. it all grew back. But it was like, the, whatever they have in their mouth, like nasty cat bacteria, it like spreads pretty far from where it, they put the, yes. the teeth in. And I yeah. still, like, I, it's mainly in my thumb where he like wrecked it. Like there's still a thing that will never show up on camera. But he also bit this part of my hand, which. It, the skin is just different now. It like perpetually like a, a hard Evil. scar yeah. that sometimes I knock it and it's like it opens into a, you, a new wound. You know um, what doesn't do that? A dog. <laughs> my dogs have never turned on me and bitten my hand and caused my thumb to die. My dogs, they just love me. Just throwing that out there. There's another animal. Oh, there's another wild animal that's acceptable to have in your house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are dogs that will do, <laughs> that will wreck your shit, though. Yeah, dogs, dogs that, that can... kill people. Yeah, yeah. you get that's a person with a two-year-old, it's not going to be a good situation. Just get a cat-sized, was... just get a cat-sized dog like I have. They know, they know hey, they're small. Hey, they... hey, Gavin, have you ever stood outside with your cats wishing that they would go poop while you're cold outside, maybe <laughs> in the rain, just wishing they would hurry up and go poop? No. No, go, okay. Man. Yeah, I don't know. I do, I do like <laughs> dogs. I do like the affection of a dog. But to me, I can I can argue both the... sides because I've owned both and I'm yeah. I love yeah. both. I don't like I, I don't like the constant dog smell. You what you wash a dog, it smells good for about four hours, and that's yep. it. Then it's back to just yep. uh, it smells like dog in here again. Get, uh, yeah, My, I feel lucky because Benjamin does not shed, so I don't have like dog smell everywhere as long as you know you obviously be diligent about cleaning up like he doesn't leave fur everywhere so there is no dog smell what about oswald oswald does shed so we have to be very diligent <laughs> about about cleaning that up we had benjamin I, by himself for years though oh I, yeah okay I, yeah. my dad's a big dog person like he always has dogs he's really into like standard poodles which are those like giant those big ones yeah but i think my philosophy on dogs is you might as well raise a kid 
because it's the <laughs> same amount of care, but like, you're not going to be able to guilt a dog into taking care of you when you're old. You can do that. That's like a retirement plan with a kid. Yeah. That's, I think that's why a lot of people have kids. That's like the thing. Yeah. Like when I, you know, decided when my wife and I decided we weren't going to have kids, um, like some people would say like, well, who's going to take care of you when you're old? Like people that I pay with the money I save from not having kids. Is that like an okay option? Can I say that? Yes. Yeah. And probably will do a better job than an eye rolly 20 year old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do like the idea of kids being like something that vests over time into something. Else. You're like, oh, yeah, this is <laughs> their compound interest. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But you really got to put in the time. And yeah. It's like, it's like a, it's like a retirement fund that you got to feed. Yeah, like ever, I already plan on bringing up like remember when we played Smash Ultimate together? Like you need to <laughs> now you need to change my bedpan every day. Like, <laughs> that's how it goes. <laughs> oh, uh, can uh, can, oh, can oh if you have something, guys, I I, so was, I was, was gonna say uh, John. Someone in chat was asking if uh, you're still fostering uh, kitties, and I told him that uh, uh, Charles and Eric got forever homes. Yeah, they uh, they went to their forever homes together on Tuesday, so they're they How have did a new hope. I mean, it was sad, but I mean, I, I went into this with the mentality that I was doing this for a certain reason. Even talking with Hannah helped uh, continue to put it into words that 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 you know. Sometimes you need even your own thoughts put into words that help you process your feelings, and Hannah was did a very good job of that for me. Um, but you know, I'm I'm prepping these guys that I'm fostering. Uh, to help the shelter because the shelters are always overrun. They always have yep. too many cats. Yep. Um, and so if I don't foster them while we find a wait for a forever home, then a lot of these cats, you know, they got shitty, you know, existences ahead of them. Um, so it's that. And then also just like pre the, Hannah phrased this way. Of course, her sweet mind thinks of this way. She's getting someone's new best friend ready for them. And so uh that's what I, I i'm i'm hoping to do with these guys and i i was sad to see them go on tuesday but i'm also someone who still isn't ready for like always having a pet and and watching a pet age and die i'm not ready for that still so this is the perfect thing for me where i can i can have kittens like gavin you gotta admit kitten time is a good time right the oh, high such a good time now i get kitten time and then i get rid of them and then i get renewed kitten time with new kittens uh it's like refreshing yeah, itself but but what if it becomes your best friend john and then That's... you've got to give your best friend to someone else i'm it's i'm i'm sad about it but i'm looking forward to like being that person for a lot of needy animals and so i actually have uh a new fosters on their way to me they're in a different shelter and they're getting transport i think tomorrow so i might have new kitties tomorrow um i might have a pack of three this time I read um, a today I learned on Reddit. I think it was yesterday that I guess if uh, the state of Hawaii encourages tourists who visit the island of Kauai to check out dogs from the shelter and like spend the day with them out and about, or like uh, and take them like wherever they're doing their touristy stuff on the island, and they give them special adopt me vests, so it get like gets them out in front of locals who live there. That way they well, can see idea. them, right? It's yeah. like so. Yeah. It's like people don't have to actively go to the shelter. It's like a tourist comes, checks out a dog. It's good for the dog to go out and you know socialize and you know go hiking or whatever. And then theoretically, someone who could adopt it sees it without having to go to the shelter. It's like that's a really, really smart idea. 
especially since it's such an outdoorsy place that encourages, you know, the yeah. kinds of activities that you would want to take a dog uh, on. So, and what, I, if you were been... a, what if you were an indoorsy person in Hawaii? <laughs> like, you're but, like, no, nah, I, oh, I just want to stay in and play video games all day. I just live I mean, in actual exist. paradise, but the PS5 is coming out this week, so <laughs> fuck it. Are you, are you going PS5 over Xbox? Yeah, I think so. Right. I, well, I, right I, now, the only, like all the Xbox games are like backwards compatible stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. I, like, I think it's just a better Game Pass machine at this point. Not that there's right. anything wrong with that, but I don't know. I, I feel like there's a little bit more. Uh, the Demon Souls remake, I don't know, for me, that's I, I loved that game back in the day. So, yeah, I want to check that God out. God of War. It's the only reason you mm-hmm. should, that's the only reason you should pick God of War. Mm-hmm. It's the best game ever. That's great. They're, they're, I've they're actually been playing a lot of uh, Gears Tactics. Have you played that? No, but I love those games. I, I I didn't realize I didn't realize I like turn-based games until I played <laughs> Mario versus Rabbids. Oh, that game's oh, so good. Yeah. So good. And I was like, this is really good. It's yeah. like quite difficult sometimes. I really got. I love turn-based games. Like of all time, that may be one of my favorite genres, if not my mm-hmm. my favorite genre of all time. It's like uh like turn-based tactical strategy games. That is my mm-hmm. fucking jam. Anytime there's I, a I new have... XCOM game, forget yeah. about it. Yep. I gotta go and play some XCOM games, which I think I've played in in recordings, like in, in videos, but you know, I'm always in like in a video mode and I'm not really taking anything very seriously. But I think I would enjoy those games. And what I like about them the most is that sometimes it seems as though you're completely screwed. You're like, there's no getting out of this. And then you remember that like one of your dudes has that one ability oh, that yeah. flip the yeah. entire thing. So you'd be like, wait, I can do this, and then he can move one further and then he can get that guy up and then it just all that chain reacts into the thing and it's so satisfying when that happens and i really or just really enjoying gears tactics there's also the flip side of that where you're like i've got this in the bag this is easy (laughs) gonna wipe this up then your you know your people miss 95 percent can't successful right. shots you're like what is happening right i was that way in fire emblem like yeah my my pegasus knight is just wrecking shop and then here comes the archer on the other side and just <laughs> boom 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 and it's over and yep. i got permadeath on because i'm not a casual yeah and you're just done Ooh, uh Can't. in chat technogashi said uh fucking advance wars for gba was the shit i forgot yes. about advance wars advance wars is so fucking good the best oh man uh i got that game because a pawn shop employee in san antonio told me to steal it <laughs> I, <laughs> I i i used to love going to pawn shops to to get video games for cheap and i was down there at a pawn shop in san antonio and i saw advanced wars in the glass case i was like oh how much is that and the employee like brought it out and put it on the glass case he's like just palm it and i was like what he's like just palm it i'm blocking the camera it's fine just take it i was like uh okay, okay. I, like I was being set yeah. up with a trick total setup yeah. yeah i was like all right so i just grabbed it and walked out <laughs> I bought something like the first used CD I got was like at a pawn shop and my friend there it was BC boys check your head and my friend got mad at me because she was like that belonged to somebody else and they had to pawn it because they <laughs> needed the money and now you're stealing it from them and I was like okay but it's still a good album and it's five dollars <laughs> and it's five dollars like they, you can't they beat got these the money prices. yeah yeah I, uh, I, my car was broken into once in downtown Austin and, uh, the, the police couldn't contact me. Like, I guess uh, for whatever reason, like they, my, they, they, my window was smashed. Someone, you know, broke into my car, stole a bunch of stuff. 
and they couldn't contact me so the police impounded it uh and charged me for it thank you and uh <laughs> when i finally you know, like tracked my car down and went to like get it out of the impound lot someone had stolen all of the cds out of my car oh. except for uh, okay computer by radiohead because it was still in the it was still in the the stereo like they stole the the face off of my cd player but they left the cd that was in there i was like well thanks i guess uh, <laughs> I was and so, that's I a mean, good radiohead album it's yeah, not like one of the good. weird ones that they released like you yeah. know but i was so excited because my, I, when i went back to like get my car because it was parked downtown uh it wasn't there and i thought it had been stolen and i thought oh because i hated that car i was like thank god i'll get some insurance money i can finally buy a better car and then uh it found out that it was just impounded and then i had to pay to get it back and then i had to pay for a new window <laughs> like fuck this sucks you had to pay to get back a car that you hate uh that happened then, to me that happened to me like i did a whole week like hosting at a comedy club here and like after the end it was like the late show on a saturday and I got my 150 bucks for hosting like the, this five day, you know, stretch or whatever. And I was like, cool, I got my money. Like, it's not a lot, but like, it's like 2 a.m. on a Saturday. I go in and my windows busted out in my car and it cost me $200 to fix the stupid windows. So I lost money for the whole week. It was the worst, shittiest. They didn't steal anything, but still just to get back to normal, it cost me 50 bucks. That's yeah. the shit thing about like insurance deductibles is that i i guess i grew up thinking like oh you know if someone chucks a brick through that window it's covered by insurance it's like well just that window on its own is probably not they're yeah. just probably just gonna have to buy that window again yeah. <laughs> it's like you really just mess everything up if you just if you just lobbed one brick into every car that you saw like everyone would be out of pocket it's insane right right you just peck them to death yeah <laughs> This episode of the Receive Podcast is brought to you by the Jordan Harbinger Show. I'm sure you get podcast recommendations a lot and you you know you sleep on them. Don't worry. We're all like that. We've all been there. Don't let that happen with this show. Uh, Jordan's show, which Apple named one of the best of 2018, is aimed at making you a better informed, more critical thinker so you can get a sense of how the world actually works and come to your own conclusions about what's happening even inside your own brain. Each episode is a conversation with a different fascinating guest. And when I say there's something for everyone here, I really mean that. Uh, in one episode, Jordan talks to a hostage negotiator for the FBI who works uh, offering techniques on how to get people to like and trust you, which is, you know, useful and disturbing at the same time. Another episode tells the story of a cinematographer who discovered a lost city in the jungle and made one of the most important archaeological finds of the century. Uh, there's a couple of great episodes. Uh, there's one with uh, Billy McFarland, you know, the organizer of the Fire Festival. Another one with Oliver Stone, who's made tons of great films in Hollywood over the years. Uh, Jordan's always focused on pulling useful, practical insights out of his brilliant guests, and we're not talking about pop psychology or wishy-washy self-help stuff here. Uh, the episodes are loaded with bits of wisdom you can use to legitimately change your mind and improve your life right away. And if that's not worth checking out, I'm not sure what is. Uh, we really enjoy the show. We think you will as well. Just search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, you'll be happy you did. Don't forget on the PlayStation argument, Miles Morales. Just don't want to let that Yeah, by. that's good. That looks cool. I heard it's not very long, but like I'm kind of okay with that. Like I'm okay with an eight-hour game. Oh, yeah. If yeah. it's eight to ten hours, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, same. Yeah, there's sometimes like, what was it? I think it was Days Gone. I was like, I, I really started playing that game, really got into it. was like, man, this game's going a bit too long for yeah. me. I wish it was like, <laughs> yeah. just, just trim it down a little bit and I'd be, I'd be happy. 
Uh, and I'm not like dinging the game. It's just like my time that I have to dedicate to game right. or to like to finish a game. It's like I wish that you could sit down and like have a mode like where you choose your difficulty. You could choose your age. It'd be like. I'm over 40. I don't have a ton of time to dedicate to this. I still yeah. want to know the story. I still want to get through it. Can you right. chop down like the stuff you added to fluff out the time? Like, I, you know, a lot of people do that with games. Like they add like there's a side mission. There's these B stories. Can I really get rid anywhere. of the escort missions and the fetch right. quests? Yeah, yeah. Right. There should be like, maybe like 20% into each game. It should be like, all right, what are you thinking? Are you thinking that you don't want this experience to end? Or are you thinking, let's lose the fluff and get going? And you just pick one or the other and it just like halves the length of the remaining game. Yeah. I feel like we That'd should patent great. this idea. Then eventually when someone starts doing it, we sue them and make millions of dollars. Yeah, but we can guys... patent troll them. Yeah. Right. Okay. We, awesome. we, I, think, I think we just brainstorm. This is why I moved to Austin, to meet other people <laughs> and brainstorm and come up with ideas that we could then make a ton of money on. You just need someone who can execute it. We just need to find a lawyer now. <laughs> so what games have you played where you were sad that they ended? And you'd be like, ah, I just, I'm all about this. Give me more. Oh, Horizon Zero Dawn, for sure. Yeah, that yep. was good. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn was a game that I never fast traveled in. The first playthrough, I never fast traveled because I, I wanted that gameplay to last as long as possible. Uh, I played through it, I think, two more times. And both of those times, I did fast travel. But the first time, I was like, I want to see everything in this world and a legit cool story too yeah like yeah. Really a legit good. good story i wonder how much higher level you were because you never fast traveled like you surely encountered way more stuff discovered oh. more stuff killed more stuff than probably fast traveled <laughs> you, probably. i wonder how many levels you gained just walking everywhere and it was it was always enjoyable just like i'm just gonna walk down the road and just see what happens i mean i would ride animals i guess sometimes but i don't really think that counts one thing uh, that did bug me in the game it's something that I just couldn't suspend disbelief on is whenever she would repel fast down something, she would dive off first and then throw the rope yes. <laughs> with a hundred percent accuracy every yeah. time. And I'm, I'm always yeah. like, isn't that very, very risky? Like, shouldn't you just maybe attach it before you do that? Like, right before Especially you Especially in a post-apocalyptic world with no hospitals. <laughs> I feel like you should be a little more ginger the way you <laughs> Yeah, because she ends down. up doing it like... 200 times yeah it's like wow you you really need to nail that 100 percent accuracy yeah <laughs> oh that reminds me the the repelling off gus can i talk about spider-man turn off the dark oh yeah okay sure oh god you saw that okay so i got reminded of the existence of spider-man turn off the dark via something recently so i went into just a deep spiral of trying to figure out everything I could about this this weird Broadway show that came yeah. out during the the new millennium. So I was on a hike, and so the first thing I did was I started listening to the soundtrack. Have you ever heard a single song for Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark? No. It's bad. It sounds like a bad U2 did, cover did, album is what didn't it sounds you, like. Didn't U2, didn't like Bono and The Edge make the music? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So this show was cursed it was cursed like we all know the stories of like a few of like the accidents that happened on stage but like if you go into the history of this thing it gets crazy can i give you a, just a brief rundown of the history of the making of spider-man turn off the dark really quick please, please. okay so it comes out uh, about three months after the Spider-Man Tobey Maguire movies come out. Everyone's horny for Spider-Man and all these <laughs> superhero things because they weren't prior. Because then, because Batman and Robin came out, everyone's like, "Fuck, superhero stuff is stupid." And then Tobey Maguire saved everything. And so 
they're like, we'll make a Broadway show and it'll be great. So these, this big Hollywood producer, this guy named Tony Adams, I'm reading notes. I have notes. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a big Hollywood producer, made uh, the Pink Panther films, um, the, 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 the detective ones, the original ones, not Steve Martin. Um, and uh, he, he gets him and his little protege, who's just this, this entertainment lawyer named David Garfinkel. And they're like, we're going to make this, this show and we're going to, and we're going to get, uh, we're going to get all this group of people to make it. And so Andrew Lloyd Webber pisses off you two by telling them he's glad, by telling everybody he's glad that rock stars have left Broadway alone. So you two goes, we're going to help make this Spider-Man show. So they become part of the project. At the signing of their contracts with Tony and, and this other little guy, David Garfinkel, and Bon on the Edge, Tony leaves. No, Edge leaves to get a pen, comes back. In the time it takes him to do that, Tony Adams has a stroke and dies. They haven't signed a single contract yet. They're all just there, and the lead producer that was making this thing dies there with, from a stroke. So they're left with Bon on the Edge. And and this guy who's never made a show before, other than like he's been a entertainment lawyer. But they proceed with it, and then they get Julie Taymor, who made the Lion King. You know the Broadway show Lion King. You guys remember that? Very popular. And yep. They get they get her, and then they get this guy named Glenn Berger, who's never written anything in his life. And so they all start making the show. So here's the timeline. 2005, they start this whole process. Tony Adam dies. Garfinkel is the lead producer. All the way up to 2007, the first readings happen finally. The budget of the stage show is set to $52 million, which oh, is like dollars. twice the size of any other show that's ever been made, Then uh, that which is a record in the industry. And then fast forward to 2009, they still haven't cast anybody. 2009, uh, August, they're, they're millions of dollars short now. Production stops. They were supposed to open in 2010, in February. Uh, and and they have to do all this stuff to the, this this theater. They use the same technology from the XFL. Remember the when all everyone started using those lines with the uh, cameras on them to mm -hmm. to shoot mm -hmm. NFL stuff. That's the same technology they used the motherfuckers to swing around the theater <laughs> with Spider Man and Green Goblin. But the theaters weren't meant for that. The theaters are not meant for this. So it takes like a, like a million dollars in like permits and everything. So they can't pay anything. And so production ends again. This thing has started since 2005 and you're 2009 and it hasn't even like cast anybody yet. So then, then in 2009, Disney buys Marvel and they think they're saved money-wise. But Disney looks at this production of Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark and goes, no, we're not giving any money. So they get no money from Disney. So this Garfinkel guy pulls money together from his own company, some investors and some rich Texas family, and they restart the work. But then at the end of 2009, Garfinkel gets ousted, who was the only producer that was left on the show. They bring in a bunch of new producers and and then they cast like this guy for Spider-Man named Reeve Carney. And the original cast was supposed to have Evan Rachel Wood as Mary Jane and uh, Alan Cummings, Nightcrawler from X-Men yeah. 2, mm -hmm. as uh, Green Goblin. And so they're they're back in business again. But then Evan Rachel Wood and Alan Cummings leave production like three months later because it's like fucked and the whole production is cursed and they smell like dead in the water and they, so they leave. The first preview of the show finally starts in 2010, end of 2010, November of 2010. This is the first preview. The show starts 24 minutes late. They're missing set pieces for scenery. This character who's called Arachne, she gets stuck on her ropes in the first act of the show for eight minutes. Eight minutes, she's hanging <laughs> above the audience. She's just hanging there above the audience. 
And then uh, halfway through Act One, they have to pause to help get Spider-Man, who's stuck swinging down. <laughs> and so the audience is watching uh, stagehands from the side try to grab his foot as he swings by and keep missing. The audience was literally making oh sounds every time they got close to catching <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> this is the first preview of the show. So then also backstage, second act, Arachne, this actress who's playing this character named Arachne, she gets hit by a rope that cut, gives her an, a, a concussion and fractures her skull. And Wait, then- is the uh, same preview? This is the same preview. The All intermission is then The intermission is then 40 minutes long and they cut the show 10 minutes short because uh, another, another uh, uh, aerial accident happens and the audience leaves without seeing the last 10 minutes of the show. That's the first preview of this show. So that's then, one of those things where the behind the scenes would be more entertaining than the show. It was like, and hearing so, some director screaming backstage and some union stagehand like, "I'm not going to try to catch Spider-Man anymore. That's not my contract. <laughs> yeah. I only have three grasps in my union yeah. contract. I'll get hurt. Well, I'm not going to do it." Yeah. <laughs> well, then, yeah, they actually kept selling a ton of preview tickets because people kept coming to just see the spectacle. They weren't coming to actually see the show. They just were like, they wanted to see what the shit show was. So then more curse happens. 2010, they're still, end of 2010, they're still doing previews. A stuntman falls off the stage because he's supposed to jump off to catch Mary Jane. He wasn't tethered in. And so he oh, literally just shit. leaps off the stage, hits the floor, breaks four ribs, fractures his skull and another, like it's like his, like his, uh, his, uh, uh, What's this called? Clavicle. Your, uh, yeah, your clavicle. Yeah, um, yeah it's uh, uh, OSHA finds them thirteen thousand dollars for that. Uh, you think it would they be delayed? More. You think it would be? It's thirteen thousand yeah. dollars for a stuntman literally is jumping off the stage. Your clavicle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they delayed to January of two thousand eleven, and then to February, and then to March, and then to May. Wait, they have now done a uh, twenty. Uh, tw this is twenty eleven. This is twenty eleven. Oh, twenty eleven. Okay. 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 They've done 140 previews all the while, and then they stop previews. They hire a new writer at this point who changes a bunch of stuff. The producers into then get Julie Taymor ousted because they, they try bring to blame Josh Whedon to, to punch <laughs> it up. It's funny. They brought in a writer that like Whedon did basically is that what they did. They blamed everything on her, which then she then sues them for defamation yes. and causes the show even more money problems. Uh, the premiere of the show doesn't happen until June of 2011. It's had 180 previews, which is more than most shows have ever had ever. And then <laughs> the critics hate it. It's a terrible show. <laughs> I want to say I'm pulling away that you that you two stuck with it the entire time. <laughs> they didn't leave at any point. No, they were still like connected to it, and they actually were part of this whole like plot to to blame everything on Julie Taymor. So. I, I've been looking this up while you've been talking about it, John, just because uh, I love details like this. I love diving in. I have a whole podcast about, you know, diving into plane crashes. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man, it ran approximately from November 2010 to November 2013, more or less. In that time, it grossed $203 million, but it still lost $60 million. Oh. Yeah, they actually, once they it's finally opened... It's like the opened... Avengers game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> once the, once they opened, they actually sold out theaters constantly, and they actually broke the week-long record of a gross. They made $2.9 million in a week, which is a record that I don't think has been broken yet, and it ran for a 1,000 performances. Um, yeah, imagine how many clavicles they could break for that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I remember Glenn Beck giving it a rave back in the day and being like, <laughs> uh, Spider-Man's actually a really great show. I don't, I, I'm sorry the liberal media doesn't like it. And then, it's, <laughs> then it sort of got weird. Like, I don't know if I want to support this if Glenn Beck likes it. But yeah, it was a weird, like, you know how sometimes that that whole group like gets behind something and that's, that's what it felt like. Yeah, it closed January of 2014. Is still the most expensive Broadway show ever. The closest one doesn't even come close, and it's King Kong that would come out in 2018 had half the budget. Uh, Hamilton, just for reference, was only 12.5 million dollars. The actual production cost of of Spider Man was 79 million dollars. Jesus, no, why not just make a Spider Man uh, movie at that point? <laughs> 79 million. That's what it was, <laughs> right? But then it would be better because is- it wouldn't be a play. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is the bonkers last thing I'll talk about. Tamor, this is made three months after Spider-Man, the first uh, uh, Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi Spider-Man comes out. Everyone knows Spider-Man's origin at this point. Mm-hmm. Julie Tamor decides to change his origins for the Broadway production. That's like she the ongoing creates... joke. It's like we don't have to hear that story anymore. What, did a spider climb up his dick or something? <laughs> like, what's the... <laughs> laid eggs in his back deference. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that explains where the webs come from. So he went with the organic web, <laughs> oh, not yeah. the mechanical. He ejaculates them all over his enemies. Yeah. Yeah. So what he's was a teenage you know, boy, right? I mean, he's probably whipping it up constantly. What was the new origin change to? So she creates a brand new character called Arachne, who is literally the Greek goddess of spiders. Oh, God. Arachne then makes this mutant spider... He goes to the thing where like Green Goblin's like showing stuff, and uh, or, or 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 what's his name? Like Green Goblin's uh, alter ego, real name, uh, uh, Norman Osborn, Osborne. Norman Osborn. Yeah. And uh, so Arachne makes the spider bite Spider Man, um, and gives him all of his powers. Uh, and then here's the origin of like you know the whole like you know with great power comes great responsibility. The whole Ben Ben dying instead of the being the way it goes in the comics or the movie. Peter th- does go and try to beat up Bonesaw, which he does to impress Mary Jane, who's dating Flash Thompson. So then on the way home from getting his winnings, he sees Flash Thompson going into MJ's house. A robber steals Flash's car. Peter decides not to chase the robber who steals the car. Uncle Ben chases the guy who's still in the car and gets run over and killed. And so Peter <laughs> sees this. So then Arachne shows up. Arachne gives him his costume. He is gifted his costume by the Greek goddess of spiders. And then he's Spider-Man. Okay. The end. And scene. Uh, It's like some porn. When we we were talking about how the origin story was different in chat, Phoenix Fury suggested that maybe Peter Parker should have bitten the spider. (laughs) Oh, that would be good. So Uncle Ben just got run over by a car? Yeah, That's he dies it? from that. Uh, Peter, he maybe got shot great, by the car driver. I didn't. With great power comes great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, she so also. Many... Well, she also created a brand new villain in it. The Sinister Six are in the show. So that's like like uh, uh, Scorpion and Rhino and Carnage and all that kind of thing. Uh, but she creates this, uh, this villain that's called Swiss Miss. <laughs> like the chocolate? <laughs> Can you guess what Swiss Miss's like theme is? Cocoa. Yeah. Foreign bank accounts. But it's poison cocoa. 
foreign thing. She's all like silvery and has a bunch of knives. Four she's she's like she's she's like some like and she spins and like oh like a Swiss cuts Army you. knife. Yes. Okay. Oh. oh, the most we, terrifying of all the helpful knives. We we listed off all the other Swiss things, but forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> And that's she that's gives my you a Ricola when you have a <laughs> Ricola. That's my I'm school not gonna presentation. Lie. Ricolas, Ricolas are awesome. Ricola, oh my god, laps as the kids would say. Dude, I remember starting at Rooster Teeth and it was in the winter and y'all had like a big free thing of Ricolas like in the break room. <laughs> I was like, this company's doing really well. Like I've made it. Like I've made it. I never had one. <sighs> They're good. If you ever have a sore throat, recommend it. If you Even ever... if you don't, it's kind of a tasty treat. This episode of the Rooster Podcast is brought to you by Burrow. The chilly months are here, and Burrow offers the easiest, most convenient way to get a comfortable new sofa delivered to your door so you can stay cozy in your home this holiday season. And it's not just sofas. All Burrow furniture is thoughtfully designed for function and practicality and designed to go perfectly together. Uh, it's foolproof future furniture that's made to be high-quality, stylish, and built to make your life easier. Why is Burrow better? Well, you can assemble Burrow sofa all by yourself without any tools or help in minutes. Uh, they're built for real life, like built-in USB charger so your phone doesn't die while you lounge. Uh, durable fabric that's naturally scratch and stain resistant. And you can customize your Burrow. You pick your fabric color, leg finish, armrest style, and length. You can even attach the chaise, lo chaise lounge to uh, any seat or go with a floating ottoman. And Burrow offers more than just sofas. They've got clever storage focused coffee tables, modular easy-to-hang shelves and credenzas, and benches. Burrow is perfect for pet owners with their scratch-resistant fabric, renters who can easily rebuild their sofa without any tools or anyone who wants stylish quality furniture but doesn't know where to start. And as always, every single Burrow order includes fast and free shipping. Right now, you can save an extra $75 off your purchase by going to burrow.com rooster. That's B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash rooster for $75 off. <laughs> him him getting run over uh uncle ben reminds me of i can't remember which superman movie it is i want to say it's man of steel where superman's dad doesn't want him to reveal himself as superman so he lets himself get die killed in a, by in a, a tornado, tornado. <laughs> oh right uh, right but, but I... in reality he's superman he could have just run it saved him and run back before anyone knew anything had happened. Why did he just watch his dad get crushed by a... And even if they saw it, they wouldn't believe what they saw, probably. Yeah, or just run and keep running. Just piss yeah. off into the distance. <laughs> just go all the way uh, around yeah. the globe or and come fly back. fly away. Yeah, yeah. My run favorite, really my... fast around the tornado backwards. You know, a reference <laughs> to the first Superman movie. I, my it. favorite part of that scene is that the whole scene prior to that where he's talking to his dad in the car and they're arguing about like he wants to use his powers and that kind of thing and and then the tornado happens is all the while they're trying to sell henry cavill as this 18 year old boy when he's the size of like a mac truck I, you know right. I, was, I was watching the karate kid like I, there was nothing to watch last night i was you know i wasn't quite tired i wasn't ready for bed i was coming through the tv channels and the karate kid was on it was right at the beginning i was like oh i haven't like I re i'd rewatched or i'd watched cobra kai recently I was like, oh, it's been years since I've watched The Karate Kid. I should put this on. So I start watching the beginning of The Karate Kid. I I could probably go on for a long time about The Karate Kid. But specifically, the one thing that stood out to me from when I watched it last night was, uh, you know, Ralph Macchio looks really young. I was like, God, you know, how old was Ralph Macchio when uh, The Karate Kid came out? Uh, does anyone want to take a guess? 
you know, Ralph Macchio, the main character of the Karate Kid. How old do you think he was when the Karate Kid came out? He was a, a high school, he played a high school kid, moved from Jersey to California, met a, a, a Japanese handyman who taught him karate. Uh, I feel like he, I looked this up and it's older than like 28. Yeah, I think it, I think I also looked it up because I was like, man, this kid's young looking. And I think yeah. he was like 24 or something was, that was like... Because Elizabeth's like, shoe like towers over him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, she does. She was, How old was, is he? He was 23 when that movie came out. And he That's looks, what they always yeah, do, yeah, though. Yeah. He, yeah, but he, looks uh, like, he looks like he's 14. Like normally... He yes. really does. No, he's no, tiny looking. Yeah. yeah. Normally they cast someone older, you know, so they can get around, you know, child labor laws. But I was like, he looks like... The part he looks the age. Uh, I think he was yeah. older than William Zabka, who was Johnny. But Johnny looks like he is he looks ten like, years older yeah. than Dan. He looks like a frat dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that was uh, that's like the same thing with Tom Welling for Smallville. He was playing like a junior year Superman, and he was like twenty three. He and also ginormous. Well, that's the true. classic, the classic was the, was the old school Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. When all that cast, like Andrea was, I think, 30 and playing a <laughs> high school student. And Luke Perry was like, no spring chicken himself. Yeah. I remember that messed with my brain because I was already someone who was, I didn't hit puberty until they shoved testosterone in me when I was 18. So I already looked like I was like nine right. in my senior right. of high school. And then I was watching shows like that. And I was like, these, what, what am I? Some sort of freak. It was, it really fucked with me. <laughs> I remember thinking that the guy who was meant to be like a 17-year-old school kid in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, I remember just sitting down and watching that movie and thinking like, this guy is like 30. This makes no sense. He does not look like he should be in school. That is some strange casting. But I'll say with Ralph Macho, he sells it. That looks like a high schooler. Yeah. yeah. No, he absolutely does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting that they're still that that movie took off to such a degree that you know they're still making I guess like they're making Cobra Kai right they're making you know, they're yeah. still making stories so based good. off of that universe. Cobra Kai is great so by the way. If you haven't yeah, watched it, you should absolutely great. watch it. It's like yes. bad good. If you love like cheesy eighties movies, like oh like it is porn. If you grew yeah, up on that, they fucking yes. nail it. And there's a great sequence in that. I forget I forget which season it is. It's probably I've had to guess it's season one. There's a great uh sequence in cobra kai where uh johnny's telling his student his perspective of what happened during the karate kid mm. <laughs> yeah he's like yeah you know we we had a we had a fight on the beach in the summer then i didn't see the kid again until october <laughs> and uh you know he dumped water on me i chased after him then like his karate friend showed up and beat us all up <laughs> well there was that whole youtube video of yeah. like uh, uh daniel's actually the bad guy it feels like they really did like base the whole series off that but like it's fantastic i love it so much yeah, it's like they, wicked they, they have two more uh seasons that they've greenlit i think that are in production um i'm sorry john what'd you say i was just saying that the whole like different perspective is like wicked how they mm. they told the story of alphaba from a different perspective and yeah you know, dorothy's like the bad guy yeah, a lot of people in chat saying that Rizzo in Greece was much older. Oh, than that, the role. Stalker Channing, yeah, that I is bet she was. That is yeah. uh, uh, relevant. <laughs> that is a that's super... a deep. That's a deep cut. I feel young now. Yeah, I was like, wow, <laughs> Brian must feel really good after people are referencing Greece in chat. Do y'all remember? Did y'all watch Superman two? Uh, the one where he lost his powers yeah. and, and gave it up. And I remember going to my cousin's house and we we watched it. And um, 
but there's that that great payoff at the end where he gets his power. Oh back. yeah, and uh, and and he goes to see Lois, and uh, you know he's Superman again, and and they make in the out. cafe. Yes, and then he goes to the cafe, and uh, and there's the guy who beat the crap out of him earlier, and then he's like, mm, "Excuse me, sir, I believe you're in my favorite seat." And the guy comes over, and he just like kicks the crap out of him, like you know, uh, throws him into a pinball machine or something. And uh, my mom came to pick us up, and she asked my aunt, like, "Well, what do they do?" And my aunt goes, "Well." They watch Superman and they fast forward through all the kissy parts so they could watch Superman go <laughs> deck some guy in a bar. <laughs> is, is that the movie where he throws his logo at someone? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was the, and it had all the evil, it had Zod and all the bad, like that was the best. Oh, one yeah. To me. Terrence, was it Terrence Stamp was Zod? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. was, was Richard Pryor in three? Three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I haven't seen four. Four's the nuclear weapons one, right? The Can solar, yeah, yeah, yeah. The solar see, I've not seen three. Guy. I've not seen the Richard Pryor one. I've seen four with the guy. Someone where the bad guy is yeah. some robot, right? At the end, is that three? Yeah, yeah. He's created. Oh wait, in three, doesn't he fight a ro robot? <laughs> I don't know. A, a lady gets a lady gets stuck at the end of three and like turned into a robot, kind of oh, like. An, I think I know what you're talking about. That yeah. And there's a I'm weather machine. Of. Yeah. Yeah. I just typed into Google, does Superman fight a robot? <laughs> at some point, yes. Yeah, it's, it's happened. I can see plenty of cartoons so and comics where Superman fought a robot, so that's not a very good question. For here's Google, here's Google. another reason I've just thought of why it was dumb for Superman to watch his dad get eaten by a tornado. A tornado is like cold and hot air mixing, right? He could do both of those things, can't he? Can't he breathe yeah. cold and he could like use his eyes to make hot? He could have just looked at the tornado and, and cancelled it out. It's another mm -hmm. reason. Re I, really I, I odd agree. decision. I, I actually really, really like Man of Steel, but that is one of the dumbest scenes ever He written. could have thrown his logo at the tornado. <laughs> he was Superman. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he was young is the argument that he was young and like didn't know what, like he didn't have a full grasp on his powers. I don't, I don't know. I'm reaching at straws here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um... I, I I I feel like we should mention again that extra life is going on. You know, we have the yeah. the bug up over there. <laughs> I just want to remind everyone that they can go donate all week long. It, it adds up. It goes towards the total and go buy some merch, some uh, extra life themed merch. We talked about it at the top of the show. Uh, don't forget if you weren't here. That's why I'm just giving you a reminder. You can go to the URL uh, donate.receive.com. Go to store.receive.com to look at the merchandise and uh, don't forget. Give us some money for the kids. Well, not give us some money. Give money to the kids. That sounds bad. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're middlemen. We're, we're, we're just helping raise uh, raise money for the kids. That's all. Uh, maybe you can uh, buy yourself some merch at the same time. Uh, oh, and also one other thing I want to talk about. Uh, Red versus Blue uh, came back today. Red versus Blue Zero is here. So uh, if you want to check out some new Red versus Blue, make sure you do that. I'm gonna actually going to watch. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to watch it right after the podcast and, uh, and check it out for myself. But a uh, brand new season. People always ask, when is Red vs. Blue coming back? Well, it's now. It's back. So go watch it. Uh, and of course, uh, they didn't tell uh, one other one. Ruby. Ruby just started back up this past week. And shit, everything at Rooster Teeth is going off right now. It's going off. <laughs> it's going, going off. Just go to roosterteeth.com. You'll see all the all the content there. Oh, uh, we got, we got some more donations. Minecraft. See? It's a good thing I talked about it. <laughs> you see Achievement Hunter played Minecraft? <laughs> yeah. Did you guys play GTA and TTT? <laughs> yeah, we did. 
Oh, man. Keeping it fresh. Um, yeah, uh, we've been we've been trying to play different. We've been we've been trying to play all kinds of games, you know, over with the stuff that we do. But I just keep finding myself drawn back to right now to Among Us and Phasmophobia. It's like that's all I want to play all the time. Can I can I read this uh, comment in the chat that really made me laugh? Sure. Bane 9 said, "Henry Cavill is one of the only men that I would literally want to step on me, specifically as Gerald." <laughs> <laughs> they spelled Gerald wrong. That's good. Uh, what is that me, coming Gerald. back? I, Gerald, I assume... Gerald, step on me. <laughs> Gerald, they're making. They've got to be making more of that Netflix show, right? Oh yeah. Is there any news? Sure yeah. Got delayed because of COVID or something. Yeah. They they went in production. They they adopted the uh, the bubble technique pretty early on. Yeah, Kev, Cavill's been posting pics of him on set. I've been thinking about how crazy this year has been, and it's like that. That Witcher show was at the beginning of this year. We were all excited. Like, are you serious? Yeah, that was like January Holy 2020. Shit, god damn! It hasn't even been a fucking year since that happened. God. This year has been the longest year ever. So I think I'm yeah. aging right now. This is a legendary year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you rank up. You rank up a few years for this one. Um, yeah, so I'm still surprised that they were able to get the Mandalorian season two out, you know, relatively on time, right? Like a year after season one came out, they launched uh, season two of that. It's pretty yeah. good so far. It's pretty too. good. There was a yeah. Can, there was a, like a weird plot inconsistency in this last episode that I that really drove me crazy that I can't stop thinking about. Is it okay to like? Oh, I haven't watched it. Oh, okay. I haven't watched it. Okay. Like oh. something happens at the end of that episode, Fair. that story. No, no, it's fine. I'm not going to say it, but story-wise, something happens at the end of that episode that I'm like, why did that happen? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Which episode? Think, Just so I know when I watch it. Uh, episode two of uh, season okay. two of the Mandalorian. Because they only have two out. Yeah. I yeah. Think. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, three comes out this week. Uh, Don't get me wrong. It was I still think... good. I, I still enjoyed it. I still like having the Mandalorian. It's it's a show I look forward to. I'm sorry, the Baby Yoda show. It's a show I look forward to uh, to watching every week when new episodes come out. So I don't want to sound like I'm I'm hating on it. It's a good show. It's a good show. I love that the first episode leaned into the Western themes like times ten. It's just a space Western. I love it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's it. I like it better than all of the first or the the latest three. I think it's been <laughs> like head and shoulders better than those. Yeah, As I, I rewatched. I rewatched all of season one, uh, leading up to season two, and it's like it's a good show. Um, but it's like they did this in in season one. It's like you have the whole universe to explore, and you end up back at Tatooine. Like, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's like they can't get away from it. They right. can't. And they, yeah, there's a whole galaxy. Mm -hmm. like all the worlds all the things you could at least like they're they're introducing you know different alien races and different stuff uh like not, it's not a spoiler at all but in this most recent episode there was like that scene with that character called dr mandible it's like i have no idea any of dr mandible's backstory but i want to watch a disney plus star wars show all about dr mandible <laughs> i felt that way about Werner herzog's character yeah. in the first yeah time. like and I think he said, like, in an interview, he's never watched a Star Wars movie at all. He just, yeah. they, I guess they just paid him to be himself, but it was fucking awesome. Bounty hunting is a, <laughs> it's a complicated profession. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that. Yeah, it's awesome. All right, well, uh, let's go ahead and, uh, and wrap this up just a little early, just so that uh, 
John can go watch the next episode of The Mandalorian and I can, uh, I can talk <laughs> about the ending with him. Uh, <laughs> so thanks everybody for watching. Don't forget Extra Life is going on this week and all week. We have our 12 hour stream uh, happening on the 14th. But leading up to that, you can still make donations and buy merch and it all counts to the grand total. And uh, we'll see how we'll see how far we can get. Let's see if we get a new high score this uh, this weekend. All right, thanks for watching everybody. We'll see you guys again next week. Bye. Bye now.